Have you made an honest review? Jump onto fifthwrist.com and read real takes by real owners about their watches. And of course, get involved and write about what's on your wrist. Fifthwrist.com is your independent space to talk watches. Hello and welcome back to the Robin the Regulator show on Fifth Wrist Radio. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, the watch regulator, also known as Alex, and also known as the, uh, what is he, the 16th Earl of Bothwell. Um, <laughs> and we also have Benoit, uh, also known as... Hi, uh, hi Benoit. Also known as what already? Um, Petit second. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, you, how do you say that in... You say that in Petit second, Benoit, or, or what? A petit second, yes. In French, it's petit second, but yeah. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Um, hi guys. Hi, welcome, welcome. You know what's really exciting? What's exciting? Benoit didn't didn't believe when I told him there was no preparation. <laughs> he he messaged me and he's like, "So what? What do I need to do? Like what? I'm like nothing." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I know." And I was like, "No, no, really, nothing." Like, but you listen to the podcast? And he says, "Yeah, I listen to the podcast." I'm like, "Well, then you know." And he's like, "No, but surely, surely you do something." And then when before, as soon as he came through just now, hit record. And again, he was like, what? No, I just, we, oh, what? <laughs> That's true. That's true. So you can confirm to people now that there's zero preparation here. I can confirm that there is no briefing. There is no, it's just click, connect and talk. God, it's good. Right, Rob, get back to your introduction part. Sorry, I just had the button and say that. Well, I was on mute. That's why I couldn't hear me. <laughs> I already said it. <laughs> Um, did you hear my intro or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Just, just drinking. Mm. Okay. Well, no, what I was going to say was, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I, I was uh, like 60 seconds ago, literally I was eating a piece of quiche. I'm trying to get some food in my stomach because I'm thinking to drink a lot of alcohol and I just already drank a bit because I was, I thought we were going to come in an hour ago. So I've got a head start. So the, so the first whack of Chang is always already gone. The first six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Let me just open the next one. Um, so I can get well lubricated. You're getting ahead of yourself. No, it's okay. It's okay. There's um, plenty more where this come from. I mean, you're getting ahead of the drink check. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, what I will say um, is there's only, well, you know, we said there's no structure. There is a little tiny bit of structure. We have three things. Okay. We've got the drink check, the wrist check, and the bit at the end, I always stuff up when I'm sort of just supposed to tell people what to do, who to follow, where to go and stuff. So, so I just tell people to get, go and do whatever they want. But that's the three things. So we'll kick off with a drink check and I'm going to, I've sort of already cheated. So I'm going to just let people know that I'm um, back on the uh, Wacker Changi. Okay. That's a- <laughs> I actually tried to uh, to find some to to order for from France, but you just can't get it in France. It's uh, something I think uh, only in uh, New Zealand and uh, Australia. So yeah, it's a pretty local thing. That's why we left the EU because, yeah, you guys were stopping Wacky Changi back in Scotland, and we're like, "Fuck you guys! We need the Wacky Changi. We're a drinking country." As you do, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I will though do some some thorough research to try and see if there is a you know a reseller, a caviste who might have some in Europe. There must be. It, uh, hey, whereabouts? It's, yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are you based, Benoit? I'm close to, to Besançon in France, which is eastern France, and it's just close to the Swiss border. Yeah, I, I've been through Besançon about a million times. I, I, um, 
I lived not just on the other side of um, quite close to Valorb, just near in Switzerland, just there. I have a house. Is this a travel destination show now? Is that what this has become? Sure, sure. But um, the, you can probably get it in uh, Le Monde, the Monde Boisson, Monde Bière. There's a there's a shop in Geneva um, or one of those sort of shops where they just specialize in you know international yeah, beers. Yeah. It might be a little bit more expensive than we pay. Yeah, that's not the problem, you know, just to try it out. But uh, I, the, uh, the, uh, the thing is, I, I think a lot of these shops have international beers, but all don't have the Wape Changi. True. No, no, I'm betting. It's very rare. So it's, rare. It's fair, especially since we started drinking it. Now it's all, it's all gone off the shelves, basically. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm on my second one. So what are, what are, um, what, uh, we'll leave it the guest to last because he's probably drinking something. Village or something special. What are you drinking, Alex? I'm triple parked. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd be more excited than that. I'm triple parked too now. I, I was quadruple parked. Now I'm only triple parked. So so <laughs> with what? Yeah, but your but your stuff's all all the same. So I've got my my pint of red. So I've got a pint of. <laughs> I just posted it on Instagram. I've got a pint of what? Samarkand Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, okay. Then I have actually I went to a watch get together last last week. The first one since the restrictions and stuff have been lifted and one of my good friends brought me along some booze for changing a, a watch strap nice. for him and he said do you like scotch whiskey or japanese whiskey and i said well i'm scottish so i'll drink anything <laughs> so he brought me along a bottle of scotch and a bottle of japanese whiskey so i've got a, a bottle of dalhwini i'm trying to remember how anthony butchered the pronunciation of it <laughs> bottle of Dalwini and I've got a couple of Wakachangis sitting here as well. Okay. Amazing Wakachangis. Yep. And it's great. Everyone's drinking them now, aren't they? Um, because of us. Yeah. Or because of you, actually. Everyone's drinking <laughs> Wakachangi. <laughs> well, 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 I'm sure we contribute a tiny little bit of their, their, their turnover. Um, what about you, Benoit? What are you drinking? I'm, uh, well, here, I'm skipping lunch for you guys. It's, uh, <laughs> it's aperitif time. So, uh, I, I, I got out a bottle of uh, vin d'épine, which is uh, like a vin mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, vin d'épine uh, with eau d'épine, which actually my my granddad made probably around in 2014. This one. Oh, nice. So it looks it looks absolutely horrible. I, th- I think <laughs> I sent a photo to to Alex, and, and I think he can confirm it looks very dodgy. <laughs> yeah. But it's it looks really, like something really drained nice. out of a car engine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really. I'm nice. sure it's yeah. delicious. Yeah, it is. It's very sugary. It's like a caramel flavor, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. Knowing my grandpa, it's probably over twenty percent, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. So, cheers to that. What do you have it with? Do you mix it with something that stuff? Uh, no, no, just on ice, and um, and I've got a second glass of Badois just uh, so I don't cough too much. Uh, a second glass of what? Badois? Yeah, Badois. That's uh, fizzy water. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Oh, sorry, we're not we're not used to the soft stuff here. We don't know yeah, we don't have about. water around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I drink. <laughs> I don't drink that much actually. I'm not a big big drinker. I like to drink uh, not too often, but to 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 drink well, to drink good stuff. Only good stuff. That's that's my yeah. policy. Well, like Wakachanki. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I like to taste Wakachanki just for my personal knowledge. Yes, you need to. It's probably it's not. not. The problem is with 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 French guys um, and Belgian people and stuff. There's so many nice beers over there that anything we have can tend to to, to be a bit sort of um 
underwhelming, I think. But anyway, it's good. We, we like well, it. actually, where I live, I, I, I hesitated between the Vendepin and the local beer because there are tons of microbrewers where I live. And there's one I only just uh, discovered, which is five miles from where I live. And it's a craft beer brewer and a super nice beer. I, I tasted the, the triple and the, and the brune. I don't know. I think it's a stout. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm on the log now. And it's uh, just, and it's just you know, not even 10 kilometers from where I live. And if I go the other way, 10 kilometers, then there's another brewer. So we have tons <laughs> of really nice small uh, beers to taste here. Fine, I've finished all my booze already just <laughs> drinking through all this shit. <laughs> it's fucking dire. <laughs> Alex, there's people that are interested in this. Okay, we can't talk about watches all the time. We, actually, we never talk about watches anyway, but um, but we will, though. We will. Yeah, people expect a little bit of watch content. Okay, we'll do one more bit of watch content. We'll say, what are we wearing? And then we'll forget about watches. <laughs> okay. Um, no, not really. <laughs> it's Thursday, isn't it? It is Thursday. Yes. So I'm wearing Longine... Legend Diver, 36 mil. Oh, oh nice. Kind of faded, kind of tropic brown dial. Oh, nice. Okay. Since it's Super Compressor Thursday today, uh, yes. something I've been trying to start for a long time. So I, I hope someone else in this chat <laughs> who has a Super Compressor is wearing their Super Compressor <laughs> also, as it is Super Compressor Thursday in all countries of the world right now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but you haven't worn this one for a while, have you? Um, not, not on the podcast. I think that I was actually thinking about that today because yeah, nah. Rob and I normally record on kind of Mondays or Tuesdays or Fridays or Saturdays. Or Thursdays or Wednesdays. <laughs> Sometimes Wednesdays, hardly ever on, on Thursdays, but, um, yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't worn it. I wore it at the, um, the get together I went to recently, but, um, I haven't, yeah, I haven't had it on the podcast in ages. I've not heard of you wearing that on the podcast. No, um. Yeah, oh, good. Well, you need nice. to listen to some of the older episodes. Maybe in the first, uh, yeah, I think in the first episodes. Yeah, see, good fan. <laughs> Number one fan. Have you really listened to them all? <laughs> I have listened to all the podcasts from end to end, from from start to finish, except I think there was one where they were talking Porsches. <laughs> yeah, and, okay. uh, I know that was just, uh, it's not my thing. So uh, <laughs> I think I skipped a little through this one. And there are a few which I listen while doing other stuff. So maybe I didn't pay close attention to every little detail. Wait a minute. So you only listen to them once? You only listen yeah. to each episode? What? Oh, okay. Yeah. On, on the one side, oh. it's, yeah, well, you know, since <laughs> I've started listening to these podcasts, I started listening also to the Scottish Watches podcast from time uh, to time. Yeah. There isn't I shouldn't have told you about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a and, uh, and, and the big problem is it's it's I listen less to heavy metal now. So I think <laughs> I'm starting to have health issues because <laughs> I'm not getting my daily dose of heavy metal. So the Watch podcast have taken me away from the from my healthy uh, daily heavy metal listening. So. <laughs> Yeah right okay well, that's that's different I haven't heard that take on it but we could we could we could um fill in for a heavy we could alternate you know, <laughs> be the alternative I suppose but it's nice to have our number one guest on here especially from so far away uh, I I don't know if I'm the number one guest but uh, you, I'd say you're number one guest from your town at least <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> I don't know if you have uh, many French li- French listeners I don't think you have many you know French are kind of very self centered. So yeah, 
I have a I mean, few. Yeah, Rob. No, you're trying to. We're going to get more French listeners. I have now. a few mates and ex colleagues and stuff who who live around there. I have someone. Uh, I have a good mate in Champagne, uh, Champagnol. Sorry. Um, oh yes. Oh. And and a few of those places, uh, and just across the border, the front, the Frontalier and Junior Mout. You know. Um, but I don't think they listen because most of them, yeah, they're quite they're quite francophone and not really. Um, I I did one miserable YouTube in French. Uh, video and I got, I got I got a few people looking at yes, it. Yes, that was great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> well, don't, don't get too. Okay, I'll get you on. Uh, we'll do your your joint one. Anyway, we don't we can't get you know, get carried away too much with French tonight, or poor Alex will feel left out. I'd love to though. Once you have this one, then you can do another episode afterwards that I'm not on, and you can just fr- French it up as much as you like. That's true. We need to do one for our for our for our continental listeners. Yeah. Why not for our francophile? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm wearing, I, I, I've just broken out, um, actually, it's kind of a, you know, a little brand, Eza, that I that I sell, mm-hmm. Eza watches from Fordsheim, I don't know how you say that, well, how do you say that word in half German, half French, Benoit, Fordsheim, Fordsheim in Germany? I am, I, I am really no good at German, don't ask me for German words. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, <laughs> me either. Um, I... But they have a new. They have the Air Fighter, of which I've I've had and sold. I've got black models and blue blue ones, really cool watches. But this one's a bronze one, and Adrian has just launched a Kickstarter project uh, campaign actually for this bronze watch to sell a few of them and or to, you know, to raise some money because he's, he's a tiny company, and he actually sent me this one. I ordered it probably a few a few months you know, at the end of last year basically and um he said oh it's only prototype um but i'll send you one anyway since you want to buy one i you know try and sell it and i haven't really advertised that at all i haven't even sort of marketed it because uh, he hadn't bought it out yet officially um so i've got one of the very first all bronze Eza uh air fighters it's got a green dial and green bezel it's a nice watch but i've not worn it or oh, it's a brand new watch so i don't wear it obviously it's new stock but i've sort of put it on and put it in the last hole just so i can sort of have a look at it and tell the listeners about it that's me. Is it got a is it got a steel case back? Uh, yes, correct. Yes. So what's the deal? So I saw the Auris have got a new yeah I saw that too yeah. thing. Okay, so explain to me. So you can have a bronze bracelet. Well, not really. But then the case back is steel, mm. and the inside of the clasp is steel. Why is why can the case back not be bronze? Or at least plated so it looks kind of golden. I know that's what I do. You know, like make it gold capped or yeah. You know, so it's kind of keeps the same because it's really ugly when you have the steel back on the yeah. It, ruin, it ruins it for me. I yeah, thought it was too. because you couldn't have the, the the if the bronze was on your skin, it would react or irritate you or something. But this one has a bronze bracelet. So. It has a bronze bracelet. The problem with bronze on bronze. So if you had a bronze back as well, a, a secondary problem is that when you screw it, it's a screw in, in back um, and bronze on bronze. It fuses together. Yeah, it binds together much more. Um, and I think that's... So it's like titanium. Yes. Um, and I have, I know because I've yeah, got a bronze okay. watch here, I can't get the back off somewhere. But this one, it's got a steel <laughs> back. But I think, yeah, I think the bronze bracelet, I mean, it's a bit of a shortcut. I mean, I, I didn't make any comments on it. I was on a Zoom the other, the other night with um, the Oris guys. And yeah, it's kind of a, they just bang a you're definitely going to have a green green ring around your wrist, and and that's probably you know why they've mostly put steel backs on watches. But the the bracelet, yeah. I'd prefer that than having the steel back on it. To be honest, you can't see the back of the watch. I prefer to have a. Gr- you can. You can't. Not this one. Person. It's a big dive watch. I mean, you, you can't. You can't see the. I, 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 trust me, you it's can't. A chronograph. See. I don't like any dive watches that are chronographs. It's not a chronograph. I just, I, I just, I would a rather chronograph. have a green wrist. 
Are you talking about the the Oros? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 That you can see on this one I have in front of me. You can't see the back. It's quite it's quite discreet, and it's got a beautiful quilted leather bracelet um, which comes on it. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not mono. It's not, it's not a Geneva blue. Okay, that's fine. You yeah. may be talking about Geneva blue Singing bracelets. Phrases. Yeah. And so, Benoit, what are you wearing? You got your compressor on. No, because there is oh, another. <laughs> right, let's wrap it. A patina Thursday, and uh, and, and actually, I, yesterday I was wearing my my Sima Dirty Dozen watch, and I actually wanted to wear it again today, so so I put it back on and I changed the strap because I had it on a leather nato, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's on an AF two hundred and ten strap, which is. Like uh, an exact replica of the um, of the straps that they made for these watches at the time. Uh, yeah, because you reviewed that on the site, right? And I remember yeah. you talk about the the strap, and that was like a really cool touch, actually. That people out there have recreated the the actual strap for it. Yeah, but they they have recreated it in such a passionate way because they mm-hmm. you know they had they actually bought back some of the machines that were used to make them. And they did tryouts and uh, compared with uh, NOS examples, you know, old stock examples, and they and they they scanned the buckles and the buckle parts, you know, the little uh, things where the strap uh, fits in, to to make the exact replicas and make them exactly the same way. And the only difference between the original straps is actually that, that they that they stamp on its uh, the 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 army logo and the AF. And then just so that you can't take one and sell it as an original new old stock. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a of a geeky thing, but when you're into vintage watching, the the real aim is to kind of find the original strap that came with with the watch, or at least something that's uh, similar. On yeah, and uh, it it actually looks better on the leather nato, I find. But for fuck's sake, you know, if I can wear it on the A two hundred and ten, and I'll wear it on the A. So, so it's patina Thursday. I hesitated with the super compressor, but I've been wearing it at the start of the week, and I just want. To... So sorry, Alex. Still wearing a no. cool watch. <laughs> Still vintage. But that's actually it's a really good review that you did. I remember that now. The um, the, when you were talking about the watch strap towards the end of the the review, and you were getting super passionate about other people being passionate about creating a watch strap because i mean how many of those can they sell like they can't sell many of those straps oh they do they do huge like they're not going to be they're not going to make a million dollars though right no no no. it's it's very so they have it in the original color which is like a sand color and they also Mm -hmm. now make it in green and black and so you have a some some kind of choice but i think there is a there is a small market because you know these are quite collectible watches and there are people who are collecting the dozen a correct strap for each one and uh, but no i i i don't believe they make many i'm i had a friend who recently uh, found a, a longines marine national so another military watch and uh, and uh, he was uh, asking me about what kind of strap he should put on it and he was going to buy you know like a a ZRC, a ZRC, a, like a standard leather strap, and I said, no, you have to buy an AF210 because you know it's a, it's period correct and it's going to look great. And uh, and I think they're only it's it, it's a British company who makes them, so it's only like thirty five pounds, around the fifty pound mark. So it's not like a hundred and twenty pound or euro uh, strap. You know, it's 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 kind of good value, and uh, and you get a really, it's, 
and it's very comfortable. It's quite a unique. I've never had a strap like this before, so it's really fun to wear the watch as it should be worn. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Alex, well, that that's that's a really awesome dial on 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 that watch that Benoit's got. Basically, I mean, I hadn't looked at yeah, it properly. It's... Those photos are sensational. Oh, he takes some using. Yeah, man. But the dial is really. Uh, it's I I can't even render it on photo. It's it's so caramel and uh, it's absolutely stunning and it's all natural patinas. There's no you know there's no cheating or anything. It looks like a little bit of like a uh, sorry star formation, or a little nebula type thing, a cloudy things, a bit bit of a sort of a. Yeah, it's it's cloudy. It's it's a bit golden. It's caramel and actually you know when the sun hits it. Well, no, it's 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 all radium dust, so it's uh, radioactive as hell. And uh, and <laughs> and when the sun hits it, it's really beautiful. And you know, it's not a very beautiful watch for non-watch uh, collectors. You know, it's a military watch with a black brown dial, and my wife hates it. But you know, <laughs> this one, this one, when we're outside and the sun's flashing on it, and she looks at me and says, "Wow, you know, the watch beautiful." You no, know, because it's it's just beautiful. It's got this unique kind of glint. It's uh, uh it's it's quite something. And I actually uh, this watch, I uh, I've been looking for a dirty dozen for a long time, and uh, not really knowing which one I I'd like, and uh, going through regularly pages on eBay or on uh, on forums and uh, searching for one and. And I saw this one on uh, on Instagram. It's from uh, from some New York guys who sell watches. Those watch guys. And uh, as soon as I saw it, I I thought, well, this is it. This is the one. It's all in it's all in preserved condition. It's been worn. It's had some. It has. It's it's already had a life of its own. You can still see the radium, but it's speckled everywhere. And uh, so I, I didn't even discuss anything. I just bought the watch, and I don't <laughs> regret it because it's a it's a great watch. Honestly, I wrote the review uh, on uh, you know really passionately because I was uh, I was really uh, in love with the watch. Great, great surprise this one. The hands on it, they almost look furry. <laughs> the, yeah, there's there's so <laughs> much texture there. It's insane. Scene. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I can understand why someone who wasn't a watch person would look at it and go, <laughs> "Oh, that's just some old watch." But there's so much character in it. The character is like bursting out of the thing. I, I I did some micro shots and I put a couple on Instagram of the hands, and it's uh it's just another world. It's like it's alive, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like a forest or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah like live moss, and you know, I think maybe people even vomited watching the. The photographs, but, uh, <laughs> it's pretty disgusting up close, but uh, it's how it is. It's original radium from you know like forty five or forty six maybe. So oh, wow, it it, um, it kind of reminds me of the the dialogue of that old Tudor I have, that old Tudor sub I have, Alex. The uh, you know the one with the yeah all the it's really bubbly and it you look at it up close under a loop and it's like my goodness, it just looks a mess. Um, but it really comes across well as a in, in photo. Well, you know, for the watch guys, it's got patina, real, real true patina. It's like, but those hands on on, on that on that seam, there's something else. Is that the only one you have? The only dirty dozen watch you have, Benoit? Yeah, I I'd love to 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 try and hunt the others because uh, you know in uh, in the, you know owning a watch is something, but the most pleasure you get is uh, is uh, is when you're you're hunting. Yes. So uh, I'd love to to hunt the others. I have. Other priorities, budget-wise, uh, uh, for other watches, though. So you know, it's 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 like in in the back of my head, and I'll probably get some so, some others. And but I think I'm just going to take my time to collect them. 
you know, like maybe take 30 years or so. But I don't care. Just mm, to, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a long term goal. I'm not really stressed Perfect. about it. How did you get into watches in the first place? Um, I I've always worn watches since I was a kid because I always liked wearing them. Um, I've never really been a real really interested in the technical stuff uh, until uh, a few years back. But uh, I remember my um, my dad always said he wanted to buy a reverso all his life. And for his 50th birthday, he bought himself uh, a Lecoultre reverso, a classic size, manual wound, and engraved the back to his initials. And uh, and uh, and I thought, oh, you know, that's uh, that was like uh, 12 years ago. And uh, I thought, oh, that's interesting. And uh, and I started to look at mechanical watches, and uh, oh, I found it fun. And then I discovered the the automatic movement, and discovered how it works. And I completely fell in awe of the technique of having, you know, a watch that that auto winds on the wrist. It's kind of like magic. So roughly ten years ago, uh, I uh, said to my wife who. We got married and I told her, look, I'd really like to get a nice automatic watch. You know, the, it had to be automatic with a, with a see-through back so I could see the rotor. And, um, and, and, and I wanted a Swiss watch. And, you know, had, I had a budget of roughly 1,000 euros. So I started digging and looking at what can I buy, which is... Uh, and I was more into dress watches. And uh, I finally chose a Frédéric Constant, a uh, classic tank-shaped uh, with a see-through back, and I, I, you know, I was no Rolex geek. I didn't know anything about old horology, or you know, I just thought, you know, it's Swiss-made movement. It looks good. It's, uh, I like the dial layout. I like everything. So that was my first really uh, real automatic watch, real watch, which I wore every day. Every every day was my uh, my my only watch. I was really an an only one watch guy, and um, then. Few years later, I got back a little in, into some interest for the watches, and I and the System Fifty One came out. You know, the Swatch with the all machine made, um, held by one screw, automatic movement, and I thought that was really, really cool, very innovative. So I bought uh, as a second watch uh, the the System Fifty One Black, the first edition, uh, just for fun. And uh, so, so, so living up to the Swatch name, you know, I I think you both know Swatch means second watch. So, so my second watch was a Swatch. So you know, all falls into place. And then, um, so that's how I, I so it's good, but I wasn't on Instagram or on social media on forums or anything. It was just like you no, know, I enjoy the aesthetics and, uh, and the fact that it's automatic, so it winds on the wrist is kind of. It was kind of magic for me. Just, just to close, I was uh, what really got me into the whole uh, Instagram watch community, collecting watches. Was uh, I was following on Instagram some some watch accounts, some vintage watches, because I've always liked uh, antiques and you know old paintings and things like that and old jewelry. And uh, I found vintage watches an interesting concept, and I found it quite uh, quite uh, amazing that these you know 50, 100 year old watches were still ticking away. And uh, being preserved, and uh, there was uh, still uh, those watch guys, the guys I bought the Sigma from in New York. They had uh, a lip watch, nineteen uh, forties military lip Elgiloy. I know lip, but what's the what was the the what's the reference for it? 
there's no reference. It's a vintage military watch. They did Lip uh, Elgiloy. You know, there was Elgiloy written on the dial. It's uh, when they when they partnered with Elgin to make to they used the Elgin Unbreakable uh, spring at the time, and they wrote Elgiloy oh, on the dials. Okay. And uh, and I found this Lip watch in New York. And I found it really beautiful. And I thought, hey, I live in Besançon. Uh, these guys in New York have a watch that was made in Besançon in the 1940s. That's that's just crazy. So I delved into it, and they were selling it for like $500 or $600. And I thought that was a you know, a, you know, very big price. And I thought to myself, well, you know, they were made here, so there's doubtless, doubtlessly some watches laying around. That I can find, that I can repair, or you know, find a watchmaker, and uh, and uh, so I found one for eighty euros. <laughs> found a watchmaker, made it to work again, and I had my lip watch made in Besançon from the forties, and that's how I really got kicked into the collecting and hunting vintage watches. I really like Lip as a as a brand. They made some really cool, cool looking watches and lots of kind of uh, different looking stuff. Some kind of Yes, lots of designs stuff, but some kind of crazy, kind of funky stuff as well. Very French, I would describe the brand. As. Yes, Lip was the biggest French watch manufacturer. You know, in the the golden years were probably the the fifties, the sixties, and uh, well, it's it's a big part of French history because there was a there was a a, a bigger financial crisis for Lip, and uh, and there was a social. Uh, Know, how do you say um no, unrest yeah yeah a, a lot and and it was in all the media and the and the company just basically uh sank but uh they made really quality watches and uh and well they made a various scope of watches from you know high-end dress chronometer watches to uh chrome the things that you can buy with uh with your newspaper you know in a in a tabac shop so uh, very uh, very wide array and and they had great in-house movements they were the first to produce uh, the the uh, the very first uh, electromechanical watch it was lip in the 60s the watches that uh, that Eisenhower had one i think and um, and uh, and the, the general de Gaulle. like you can still get lip now can't you but it's what it's one of those repurchase or some, some yeah invented brand and they still do because they, they still do like a super compressor um one which i've been tempted to get but just i think i'd rather just get a rig- an original one to be honest but yeah the the group that owns uh lip now is starting to get it is is trying to get it back on on uh, on a good uh you know uh, in industrial scene but um they mostly do re-editions Mostly quartz, mostly pretty poor quality. Uh, they have a couple of watches with Miyota movements that are that are nice. They have a diver that came out that's pretty solid, you know, that you can compare to a Squall or to a Yamaha or something like that. But mostly it's uh, it's you know it's like low end quartz. Uh, it's not very interesting, and uh, and they still have financial problems, I think. But um, it's it's you'd be be better off looking into the history of the brand and. A super compressor like the one I have is is such a fantastic watch. There was actually somebody, yeah, there was somebody in in Melbourne that I met at oh I can't remember a Tudor, a Tudor event um, that I was at with Vinny from Tell Your Time and yeah, once people figure out I'm in the, the industry or or I 
allegedly fix <laughs> fix watches suddenly all these people are coming up to me and saying right so i've got this watch it's not working and i always just say yes to like I, i'm it's either the best thing or the worst thing like when somebody comes and asks me something i'll always try and fix it if it's an easy fix i'll try and fix it so uh this guy gave me his uh lip super compressor and the the inner rotating bezel was lifting on it so i ended up fixing it but i had to take the plexi out of my hamilton super compressor and fit it um and then the bezel <laughs> rotated rotated properly so my hamilton super compressor is still in in bits and i need to get a new, a new plexi for that um but i think the lip the lip brand yeah it's it's they, they did some really cool stuff and that that one they've got the that has the three colored balls on the side yeah the uh, the rudy mayer no it's not it's not Rudy Mayer, it's the other one. It's the, I don't remember. It was the time they paired with designers to make bold the design. So there was Rudy Mayer and there was a, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't really, can't really remember. Not the guy still around. Uh, I don't even know if he's still around. No, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, it's very, very good designs and, uh, and, and great movements. Uh, if you really think about it, you know, uh, mechanical watches have been around forever. And quartz watches have been around since quartz has been invented, quartz movements. But you, you don't really get any electromechanical watches now, do you? Just yeah. it's it's it seems to have completely disappeared. So when I've I've got an Omega with a tuning fork movement, and uh, and I've got this slip with the electromechanical, and I think it's it's brilliant movements. And I think we could probably be able today to make these kinds of movements again. If we put some time and effort, and they'd probably be very efficient and and very accurate. And I I've always wondered why that has stopped. Why the mechanical continued, the automatics continued, but the electromechanical ones have just uh, apart from uh, like the Jaune one, which has a kind of electromechanical components. I don't know of any watches that uh, that do this, and I think it's a shame because they are a great fun to wear. I didn't realize that it's um. That it was Lipman, the guy's name, the guy that found. I didn't know it was after his name, Lipman. Fred Lipman, yes. And uh, and uh, well, I read a book about Lip because it's very interesting historical uh, brand. And I'm and and there is a big fan base in France. There are a lot of watch collectors who collect Lip, like there are uh, Swatch collectors. You know those collectors who collect Swatch, and they have hundreds and hundreds of Swatches in box. You know quartz skin. You know. Things like that, and they have hundreds, and each one comes out. I know each each time there's a new one, they buy it, and uh, and there are vintage lip collectors like that who have hundreds of lip watches, and and they just want to have you know it's like Pokemon, you you've got to catch them all, <laughs> and you just can't because there's so many different, <laughs> so many different designs, so many different configurations. It's uh, it's uh, so there is a big fan base, and uh, and 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 collector community in France for lip watches. So I'm sure one day lip will remake a proper movement and become manufacturer again. I'm hoping it will happen if they come out with the R23 movement again, which is a great uh, workhorse movement. You know, I, I'm, I'm, if tomorrow lip comes out with a new watch with a R23 movement, you know, uh, homemade, uh, I'll just buy one straight away. I'm not even, you know, it's just... It's it's just so much uh, so much history there. Well, I think um, 
yeah, the, 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 the swatch collectors back in the day, when, when they first started out, I guess there was a lot less models. And I had, well, my brother-in-law did that. He was, when he was a teenager, you know, he just bought every swatch that came out basically. And he had, he's got boxes and boxes of them still and he ended up making big wall, wall collages and stuff out of these watches. <laughs> um, but I think the, the lips even more so because French in general, you're very patriotic people and you like the French stuff. Um, you know, you, you're not, and you, some of them, some of you don't necessarily like the Swiss, the Swiss stuff or the whole Swiss concept thing. Um, so, you, you know, you want to stick with what's local. Yeah. It's, well, you know, you have obviously brands like Cartier or things like this, but, uh, you know, they're more or less Swiss now. Um, the, the, the French manufacturers, I think now you can count them on one hand. There's a lip, of course. Uh, there's uh, Pekinier who make uh, is Pekinier movements. still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is still still going. They they're not they well no, they I I don't think they're in a very strong financial position. No, but they but they are still making watches, still selling them, and they still have nice watches because you know they're uh, what's it called the the the, the calibre royal. It's, yes, uh, oh, it's beautiful, still, beautiful, uh, yeah, 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 beautiful and and it's great watches. Uh, there's Yema who uses ETA and Miyota and uh, and and they are making nice. Uh, I think that they're doing pretty well and they they did well releasing the Superman uh, like they did because uh, it was a good re-edition. And I know and there's a couple of micro brands like Baltic and things like that. But uh, you know, there's no real horology in France now apart from some micro. Microbrands, some uh, some some companies making movements again, or making parts, or making bracelets, or making watch cases. Uh, in where I live, it's 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 still uh, a very um, there is still a big um, I'd say a big uh, business big businesses for watches because uh, there is still a lot of parts being made in France and then going across the going across the border to to be fitted into Swiss watches. So there's uh, there's still a there is still an industry and it's steadily rising from what I've heard because the quality is there. So when the quality is there, you know, the work goes on. There was that, um, there's also, what was that brand? Um, oh, there's some, um, I'm just trying to think now what the, apart from something like Baltic, I don't know, there's Yema, there was, I've seen something, ZRC or something that I'd like the. Yes, uh, ZRC have a vintage diver, uh, ZRC. Uh, they've come back too, but uh, they made a great re-edition of the, you know, it's the diver with the crown at uh, six o'clock. Oh yeah, six o'clock, yes, yes. And and they also had, uh, at the time, I think they had kind of a extendable metal bracelet technology. So you have the ZRC bracelets too. And so they they came out with a re-edition and uh, and it's uh, and it worked well and I think the only reason it worked well because because the vintage CDRCs are so hard to find and they're worth thousands you know and you know you have to be honest all these skin divers aren't really you know uh, very uh, technological watches you know they they yeah <laughs> That's I, well, a nice way to put it <laughs> yeah but you know they have francais bosch movements in it they have old eta movements it's 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 not high-end watchmaking it's, it's it's not great finish you have to be honest on those vintage pieces so when you have the vintage one which has heavy patina which has pulse change which is uh, not waterproof and which is worth six thousand euros and then you have zrc coming out with a modern Etanche, uh, ETA movement for like 1,000 or I don't know how much they are, 1,500 or, or, you know, you just go for the modern re-edition. Um, so, so it worked a while, but I think the, 
I think they're in a they're in a bit of trouble now because they've kind of a kind of a you know a, it's it's run out you know the the uh, they, uh, they've sold the ZRC watches to the people who wanted them, and then uh, you know who's going to buy a. Yeah, I think so. I. It's cool when not everyone else has one of those, but then as soon as too many people have got them, then it's not that cool anymore. And I know somebody in Melbourne that told me that they got one or their friend got one, and it it had quality control issues and then it couldn't get fixed locally and then it had to go back again ah. to, get, to get fixed and it wasn't even it wasn't a movement issue it was like a it was a crown issue and when they contacted them they said that's a, a known problem but send it back and we'll, we'll fix it so i think they were i'm not saying like i know lots of brands send out stuff that, that isn't isn't ready for public consumption yet but i think that was the case with with them and when you're doing small quantities like that it becomes more apparent that it's not ready for a public yeah it's 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 a problem and you know and it's it 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 has a very peculiar look so unless you're passionate about vintage divers and you like uh, you know you and your granddad had a vintage cdrc when he was diving in the lakes in uh, in switzerland uh, you know who's going to want to buy a watch that looks so strange, even if it's nicely finished. If it's a, it's it's kind of a micro market. So I think, and and you know, and if they come out with something else, then people will say, well, look, you know, it's it's not at all the brand's DNA or whatever, and people won't be happy. So I think they're stuck in this uh, the same way Yema is stuck with the uh, with the heritage. At one point, you have to. At one point, these brands have to break uh, break the mold and. Uh, Come out with something different, and uh, and I think that's where brands like Baltic really uh, really do well because they they just they, they just make all the right choices all along. They kind of do vintage feel without being just solid reissues. Or that's the thing. I think once you're tied to just, I mean, I can't wait now for if you're saying ZRC you're having trouble. I can't wait for the next time someone restarts ZRC. It's going to be like the bloody Spider-Man movie series where <laughs> there's like eight Spider-Mans in four years. And I think that could potentially be the future of vintage watch reissues. Or oh, somebody else tried to, re- to to bring it back before and it didn't work, but we'll do it properly this time. I think that's a real danger of damaging the market. Well, uh, what did ZRC I doing? I think I saw uh, I saw passing the latest uh, version of the ZRC watch, and uh, basically they changed dial and uh, and bezel colors, and and, and they changed the hands a little, and it, and it was just a horrible blue. It was ugly as fuck, <laughs> and uh, and and. <laughs> And but but the problem is that these brands don't have the money to try out twelve dials, you know, to make twelve different mm-hmm. dials to see which one's the best. So so they just go on on an idea and and they go all the way through because they have no choice because they don't have the money to 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 do lots of tryouts. And basically, you know, if they get it wrong, then it's the end. And that's kind of sad because because uh, it's you know I think they 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 deserve to be there. But it's a tough, uh, it's a tough world for these small brands who are trying to to grow and who don't have, uh, you know, the the money of Vachon Constantin or of Gégère Lecourt, or who can just uh, you know spend years researching for a new dial. You know, it's a it's a it's a different world. So we'll see how it goes. But I hope the I I'm pretty sure the French watches will keep going and the uh, and the market will evolve and there'll be new stuff and there'll be good and bad. And I just hope it just keeps going steadily up, upwards. 
Yeah, um, the, the, the pecking year, for example, that's a, one of the problems for the rest of the world is I can't say the name properly, probably. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's, I mean, I remember seeing it. I played with it. I talked to a guy that was some get together in the Jura somewhere, a guy that worked there, a gentleman who worked at Pekinia, and they were doing these phenomenal movements. I played with his watch and you could adjust the date forward, back, everything. You know, um, it was, it was, and the, and the look great, the movement, the case was nice. But then they had this, you know, this, after a certain price, you know, they're up against the Swiss basically, or even a, you know, a lower tier Swiss brand, or even a good Swiss brand. But again, yeah, they're not they're not cheap. No, well, they're, they're not cheap, but the movement is really good. You know, if you yeah, look at it, yes. and basically they have, if you look at the collection, you know, for us watch geeks, they have basically two watches. There's the classical one with a kind of a fancy lugs, which is the heritage watch, and. Uh, and you can have it with complications and all. And there's and and they have a diver too, which is a really really nice diver. I've tried it on in Besançon in the boutique, and uh, and it's a it's a great watch. And you can have fun colors with it: blue and black and 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 orange. And uh, and the movement inside is the same as the one in the fancy dress with the Calibre yeah, Royale. Okay. So 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 you've got a great in-house movement. You've got a nice case finish. You know, beautiful a diver. It's priced around four thousand euros, I think. So you know, you're competing against a Tudor Pelagos, against the Black Bay, against watches like that. And and honestly, it's a it's a good competitor, but they don't have the power of those brands. They don't have the you know the the commercial uh, you know to push forward the watch uh, in uh, in in magazines in uh, on you know on whatever even on Instagram. So 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 they're stuck with that basically. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because it's true. You don't if you don't. It's a, it's a vicious cycle. If you don't spend enough, you know, trying to market the watch, they're not going to sell any, and well, not going to sell enough, and it can often go pear shaped because they just can't get past that equilibrium of having, you know, gaining momentum for the for the brand. Uh, and it's a pity. And this is one that's been come and gone sort of thing. They've been in and out of te- uh, financial strife. Even when I was living in Switzerland, we used you know. It was it was a pity because they were fantastic watches. Um, I've not really looked at the diver much. They got on you. They got a they got a pilot watch, haven't they now as well? I, I think an Aviator. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they have one. I've not followed uh, closely. But um, you know, they're always up against that thing where I mean, I, I love I love having anything but Swiss on the dial. You know, Fabrique en France. Why not? It's beautiful. It's nice to have yeah. on the dial. But you know, <laughs> it, it's just if the, if it was uh, if it was. 50Ks further on and in the edge of Switzerland, they could probably charge an extra 30% for it, basically. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Swiss. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. That, uh, but I'm sure, you know, in that area around Besançon and uh, Franche-Conte, whatever, whatever they call that area. Yeah, Franche-Conte, there's, yes. There's a lot of, um, you know, old brands around there, you know, obviously with the with the chronometry thing in, in Besançon back in the day and, and there must have been well, so many. Well, you know, uh, you know, the chronometry is still going. You can still have your watch uh, officially certified with the, with the Viper stamp on the movement. Yeah, that's right. Some brand or one brand has done that as well. I forget who it was, but... There's a, there are three places in the world where you can get the chronometer grade on a watch. There's the Kosk in Switzerland, there's the one in the USA, I can't remember the name, and there's the one in Besançon. And there is only one in the world who who uh, times the actual watch. If you get a Cosque, yeah, Cosque yeah. yeah, is the movement you're getting chronometer. And then you take the movement, they send it back, and you put it in a case. 
and uh, and then you send the watch. But in Besançon, you have to send the whole watch. So so you really have, uh, and and that's that's a big di- that's a big difference because lots of things can happen between the time it's been cost and the time it's been cased and sold. But not much can happen bet- between the time it's been uh, officially certified in Besançon and the time it's in the shop. So you're getting sure. Work. Yeah. And and that's uh, and I think that's why we still manage to do this in Besançon because because there's quality behind and and it's what keeps it going. And I, I actually worked with a watchmaker and uh, I had an indie once uh, and and no it it had a, an ETA movement and uh, and I had it serviced by my watchmaker and uh, he told me well do you want me to certify it uh, chronometre? It's 500 euros. I send it to 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 the observatoire and uh, and and they do the test. They keep it for a month or so, and then you get your Viper stamped uh, chronometer ETA movement, and that's really cool. I've not done it, but uh, you know, I you know, for pure passion. No. You can, yeah. It's nice to know yeah. you can. No, yeah. it's um, they have a, such a massive history. It's it's brilliant. And I think I think uh, Calité Fleurier up in Fleurier, they were trying to do something similar. But yeah, that's the thing that people don't often or they forget or they don't even know with cosk is that it's not cased so there's a lot of um a lot of a lot of stuff around there and you're like into the you're into the historical ones but you have some new ones as well don't you you have some some pretty modern timepieces. i love that you have the bulgari finissimo no yeah oh that was uh yeah that's uh that's a crazy watch that's uh i uh i i actually i i was i was trying it out two years ago in lyon and uh just to try it out and I was completely uh, struck by it when I put it on the wrist. It's so light. It's so I I had the, they have a, a skeletonized one. And that's the one I try out first, which is which is really nice. It's well finished and it's so light. It's uh, I think you, you can't really you know every time people talk to me about that watch, I just say look, just go and try it out. You have to go in a boutique, put it on the wrist. And just look at it, and just either either you fall for it, and most people do because it's a it's pretty unique experience. You don't get to watch that light, you know that uh, that strong in aesthetics. You know that uh, it's uh, it's 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 completely different than any other watch I've worn than any other experience I've had wearing watches. So I fell for it, and it took me one year to to find the one I really wanted to really know which one I wanted. Yeah, well, I'm so, I'm in that boat now. I'm just sort of figuring out which one I want and trying to know what I can sell to buy it. Basically, I mean, I saw yeah when they first came out, I thought this is pretty cool. I think I tried it on. Maybe I had maybe a niche had one or something. I remember, and it looked quite at the start. I thought oh, it was just another octo. You know, there's some big octos out there, but this but but that was just so thin. And then I tried it on, sort of liked it, and then it grew on me more and more. And then the other day when I posted the other day, I was trying them on in in, in the place here in Perth, and I was just like, I really got to have one of these. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 crazy watch, and and I really like what they're doing with the with the different uh, you know what they're coming out with, you know they're changing dials, changing textures, changing just you know making it evolve in a nice way. I feel it's a very dynamic uh, range of watches, and uh, there's something for everyone. Well, and you know it's and and you're touching luxury watches, but it's still in a budget which is accessible. So you're in the Rolex sports model range budget. So, you know, lots of people, anyone who has a Rolex sports model can buy a Bulgari instead. So you're in a, you know, it's 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 not like when you're 
looking at uh, Patek Philippe or you know things which are like 20 30k 50k you know like a, a jaune or a, but you're touching the same world and uh, it's it's basically a great value for buck uh, i find in in the luxury watch uh, range i think because it's more of a polarizing design though i think that's the thing that people probably struggle with i think if it was anything else it's the the design is pretty out there compared to and, and i think that's its strength as well as the actual quality of the, the product but i think for a lot of people they would look at it and it yeah it, it is kind of an, an attack on the eyes sometimes you have to be you have to be a fairly confident person to wear a watch like that i would imagine like, like rob said it these octofinissimo actually grow on you because at first you look at them on photographs in press releases on on, on instagram and think, oh, I know that's strange, or you know, not for me. You know, it's, it's all square and lines, and uh, you know, and uh, oh, oh, it must be so thin. So you kind of don't grab it yet, and then once you try it on, it's just the feel of it. The feel of it is so different than you say that you think, oh wow, oh wow, you know, just wow, you're gobsmacked, and then and then you kind of think of it months and months again and you think oh no i actually really like this one and oh you know it would be good to have that one and uh, and it kind of grows on you until you take the step and buy one and i've had lots of people who when i started posting pictures of it asked me questions about it and i just said go look just go and try it out and make your own mind about it and uh, and i've had maybe two or three people who actually bought a finissimo because they saw my photos they went in the boutique. They uh, they uh, they tried one on, and then they figured out one bought a chronometer one, another one bought a time only one, and uh, and because it just grows on you, and 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 you can't find anything else which is the same. You know, if you buy a if you buy a an Audemars Piguet, a Royal Oak, or or a Nautilus, or a Vachon Constantin, overseas, you basically get the same feel of the watch. You know, it's it's basically the same kind of watch. If you take a dress watch, uh, Gégère Lecoultre, um, uh, Master Thin thing, uh, or, uh, and you basically get all the same feelings from the different brands. But try to find something that brings you maybe the Piaget uh, uh, Ultra Flat one. Yeah, maybe this one, but you know, it's, it's, it's so thin that's that. It's only uh, the same in terms of thinness. That, I mean, that's what attracts me to, to, to the, the Bulgari is the thinness to it. But aesthetically i think i would prefer the piaget but i think when you're talking about value in terms of everything like it, it is like a total package in terms of the the quality of construction the thinness the look it has everything look if you take if for example omega came out with a with a titanium watch you know with the crown which was inside the case do you remember that i think maybe yeah, one yeah, year like ago one, actually i've never seen one in person but i like i like the look of it not for 60,000 or whatever it cost though yeah that's the problem you know that can compete with the finissimo i know because it's technically interesting it's got that very lightweight titanium feel and uh, and there's the bold design and yet but you know, on the, on one hand, you can find secondhand a finissimo for eight thousand, nine thousand euros, and on the second hand, if you want to buy that watch, it's 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 over fifty k. I mean, come on, it's it's just it's just completely different. So, 
And I think that's why they, they're doing so well at Bulgari, because I know a couple of people who work at Bulgari, because uh, living where I live, there are lots of uh, frontaliers, as said, uh, people who live in France who work in, 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 in Switzerland. So I know a couple of people in Old Montpellier in, uh, and at Bulgari, and, uh, and the guy at Bul- Bulgari uh, told me, well, you know, we just keep selling them. They just keep selling the Finissimo and the, chron- and the chronograph one with the GMT, which is an awesome watch. And, you know, you just can't find it. You have to, if you want to try one on, you have to phone and have one brought in and try it on. You know, you can't just walk in a boutique and find one. They, they're just selling them like uh, what just selling. And that's great for them. I'm really happy for them. I tried one on. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of them both here. And I tried both on. I wasn't really that impressed with the Chrono. I think just the, that two mil bigger it just makes it a bit too big for me anyway. You'd have to be a big guy, I think, to, to wear the Chrono. Yeah, it's slightly so too flat, big, yes. It's kind of out of proportion. The the, the, the standard time is, is, is perfect, I think. Yours is a, a limited edition, no, the, with the blue numerals? Yeah, it's got blue hands and uh, blue numerals. Uh, 200 of these made. Who for? Where for? Is it an Italian one or something? Or where oh, is it? no, no. I think it's just a boutique edition. Um, they they also had one I saw with the, like a burgundy red index and hands, which I don't yeah, know what okay. it was for. But uh, and they made a green one with um, with Arabic numerals with uh, no with uh, you know with uh, those strange uh, I don't like those uh, you know the uh, for the Middle East. They made one to in limited edition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know which one I'd go for. I mean, I, it would be time only. I think. But I mean, it's um. It's one of those things where. But here, there's. It's the most you know, accessible one. Yeah. Them both, and it's. Yeah, and it's yeah, as you say, but they've got a great management team. You know, they're they're, they're brilliant. No, I was going to say that you know that the company. That's why the company is so well. They just manage it so well. Obviously, uh, the guys running it, they're doing a good job. The marketing is 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 top notch. And the watch is good. And, you know, when the watch is good, ask anyone. Uh, big watch collectors have a finissimo because uh, because it's a great watch. If you um thinking about someone like, you know, maybe, you know, Santa Laura on Instagram, which is a, which is a big, big collector. Well, he has, I think, uh, he has a gold, rose gold uh, with tourbillon or something. Like that, you know, and he's got a finissimo. And if you, lots of people who like AP, who like... Uh, like Patek Philippe, they often have a Finissimo too because you know it's it's just it just it's just a great watch, and I really enjoy mine. It's it's definitely something that's easy to enjoy, I'd imagine. But that that um, it's got that whole thing going with the Gerald Genta thing with the the circle within this the the the, the octagon, not an octagon, but whatever it is, and that's the same. You know, we see that as well with either I think you love it or you hate it or you your mind gets it or not. Um, same with you know the 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 the, the, the AP. I mean, the circles and the, and, 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 and the square shapes. So it's kind of um, one of those things where it's quite different. And that's what I think, I, that's what I think it did. I didn't like it at the start, especially with the thicker octos, you know, the, the original, the first ones. But with this, the, the proportions just work so nice. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful piece. The the classic octos are nice, but they're, they're not groundbreaking. They're not very, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, not, not as much interest in them. But they're nice watches too, you know. Good movement and a great finish. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, some Seikos too. No, I did not see a Seiko in your feed. Um, I, I, I've had so many watches. <laughs> <laughs> you flip a few, do you? No, no, uh, uh, no. Just Seikos. You know, I I dropped a review, but uh, it tells everything you need to know about me and and Seiko <laughs> in the first two lines. So, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I need the to... Hedinki one, right? 
Yeah, yeah. The, I no. Well, since you know, I think lots of people are getting to watches through Psycho because uh, because they have the interest in horology and when budget wise you want uh, a great watch, you know, you just go for a Psycho or a Citizen. And um, and uh, I didn't go through all that uh, all that phase. You know, I just jumped straight into the Swiss uh, Frédéric Constant, you know, Swiss movements, and uh, and uh, so I I I don't I didn't have any family members who had cycles or who praised the cycle, so I don't have all that historic uh, feeling with it. So it's it's not a brand that I uh, particularly appreciate. I think. They do great watches. I I find them great, but there's I have no soft spots for them. I've tried a few. I've had a few, and it never really uh, never really worked on a long term basis. It's more like like for fun, like as you know, with a swatch, same sort of thing. You just get it for for for, for the fun of it. It looks nice. You you wear it. For yeah, a bit. I had a diver like that. I had a psycho diver which has a I think it had two colored loom, so green and 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 blue and uh you know, and, and it was a really fun watch, but you know, once the fun's gone, <laughs> you go, you kind of go on to something else. For me, at all. Okay, while we're talking about Omega and Turbions and stuff, have you seen the new Master Fancy Chronometer Turbion Center Turbion thing? Have you seen that? Uh, the, the, the latest one with the Turbion at center? Yeah, yeah, the one that's a Master Chronometer one, yeah. Well, uh, they did come out with Tourbillon at Center a couple of years back, didn't they? I think yes. Yeah. This one's the first kind of master, yeah, it's a master coaxial one rather than whatever the... I've, I, I've seen one of the other ones before. It's pretty cool. Not for me, but um, it's more like an advancement into the master chronometer thing that I think is... I'm, I'm, I must say I haven't delved into it too far because, you know... Uh, there's a tourbillon, and it's a very special piece, and they probably will make only a handful of them. And uh, you know, it's, it's, I had other things to do than just look at what at, at watches that don't particularly appeal to me, and I and I just won't buy anyway. So, <laughs> so I didn't look into the the details. And the first thing I thought was, well, hang on, they just came out with that two years ago, or you know, with, with the central tourbillon, and I, and I stopped there. But, uh, I'm, and I'm not a big <laughs> I'm not a big Omega fanboy either. What about you, Rob? Have you seen it? Yeah, not in the flesh. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like it. Um, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of marketing buff of, you know, around it, but um, I can see the attraction and I'm sure there's guys that will, will buy it, the big fanboys. Um I don't, I'm not sure about the the, the, the inner sort of what, that, that bezel-looking, the fluted bit in the middle. Um, uh, it sort of turned me off a little bit. I I like the old ones, some of the old ones, the old central tourbillons, this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems, I mean, it's really pushing the boat out. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, 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 it's a show-off piece. They've got to do something, right? Um, they gotta I do just something don't know who's buying, if somebody's buying a tourbillon, Who's buying yeah, an Omega uh, Turbion? An Omega. Like if yeah. you're going to buy an Omega Turbion, then you might as well buy a, a Tag Turbion, and it's going to cost twenty five grand rather than one hundred and seventy. <laughs> this one costs. Yeah. I'm I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah, it's it's nice looking, but like you said, who who wears Turbions anyway? It's no, it's 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 a show off piece for me. So no real no real interest. If you get a Turbion. If you bump into someone else with a tourbillon and they don't have an Omega tourbillon, 
They're going to be like, uh, I see you're just wearing an Omega Turbion. <laughs> technically, Alex, <laughs> uh, technically, Alex, if you bump into someone with a tourbillon, the tourbillon stops working. <laughs> That's the thing. So, if I hadn't so, stopped working before, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, if I had to buy a tourbillon, it would probably be a jaune tourbillon with a remontoire d'égalité or something like that. If I had to buy one tourbillon, it'd be that. Yeah, and if you were wearing that and then you bumped into someone with an Omega Turbion, you would... And I'll send it back to, yeah, and then I'll, we'll be hoping François Paul is not dead yet because (laughs) 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 that's basically it. No, no, you can't. uh, I'm not into these Turbion things. It's too expensive. Same. I I I never see the point at all, really. I never never did. Um, But I remember that. It's it's a bit of a fad, isn't it? I mean, you remember when I first got into watches or even, you know, 20 years ago, that there was a handful of brands doing tourbillons. Now it's just, you know, there's just so many and often they're farmed out to, to specialists, to, to high-end complication specialists. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't see the traction really. You know what? Instead of having a tourbillon, I would rather have uh, that MBNF uh, dog watch, you know, uh, the hound watch. Uh, have you seen that? And the and bulldog, it's yeah. got a yeah uh, the bulldog and it's got a, a power reserve, uh, which is uh, which is the drawers opening and closing. Have you seen that? And I found that I found that much more interesting than having a tourbillon. I found that just uh, so much more fun and uh, and you know the whole concept of going all the way to make it like a draw and uh, I. I I, I I prefer it when brands do that kind of innovation or or take that path and just to just you know well we took this tourbillon and we and we tilted it forty five degrees well, well great you know, <laughs> I just don't care you know it's, it's not interesting for me yeah it, it's a, it's a really superseded I mean okay mechanical watches are you know old technology anyway and they're superseded technology <laughs> no, but arguing over stupid things but the tourbillon is even <laughs> yeah. if it push takes the superseding superseded stuff to the next level anyway you like them or you don't um I guess if I had lots 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 more money I'd probably have maybe have one but I, don't, I, I can't see the point really I think with it being um, um my only kind of thing that makes me can actually think about it because i'm not interested in turbulence either it's just the fact that it's one of these master coaxial chronometer things that's supposed to i mean it seems like it could potentially be the first everyday turbion that someone could wear every day yeah that's that's indeed is more interesting yeah that's more exciting than 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 the turbion itself yeah yeah totally yeah which i sort of think was the attraction of Richard Mills back at the start because they were very robust and they were thrown around and stuff and they were banged against walls and they kept going. Um, and traditionally, Torbjorn's been a very fragile sort of movement, basically. So, yeah, I, you're right. But, I mean, still, you know, it's in a Torbjorn, it's an Amiga, and it's very expensive. So, you know, whatever. Have you guys heard of a brand called Orpheon? You would have heard of it, Benoit. Orpheon watches? Yeah, Orpheon? yeah I, I've heard of it. I'll switch I really it like right, right now. And I think that's a uh, young French guy, guys or guy. Um, they have some brilliant watches and uh, they have a, like a dial by uh, Kahi Voutilanen. Um, and 
really nice case. I think. Yeah, that, I see. The Velo. I don't like that one, the Velos, but the, the, well, actually, no, I do, but not the salmon. I love a salmon dial, but that blue one, just brushed blue, is, is a fantastic dial. Have you seen those, Alex? Um, I'm um, looking them up just now. They're, they're, they're awesome value for money. I'm really. I've been looking at these for about it. Well, since I first bought this one out, and I'm really considering it. Um, you know, for for a small brand. Yeah, I saw it, and I thought too that the value was very interesting, and uh, and the quality seems there. And I and no, I think it would be a a great buy. I also love the uh, the blue dial, blue blue brush dial is great. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's the one I like the best, actually. And with those Breguet numbers and everything, it's uh, it's a really nice nice look. I I think I oh, I. Jesus. I did hear though that How there was oh they're not that not very expensive i think what were it six or seven thousand euro or something but no I yeah maybe yeah maybe like not that. even i don't not remember that. but no, uh, actually, I think they were less the, they were less yeah maybe they're they're under 10k that's for sure yeah yeah definitely. and uh yeah. no no they're 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 three thousand euros not even two thousand nine hundred oh that's that's crazy but I think there was an issue. Um, I wasn't. Sh- I wanted to wait till they sort of get going a bit because they had a few issues at the start. I'm not sure it was with your start off things or whether customers had problems, you know, with communication and everything. There was something that sort of didn't didn't gel with me. Otherwise, I would have probably bought one. I th- I think it's a Spanish guy, if I remember uh, yes, right. Sorry, yes, it's, you're yeah. right. Spanish. It's a Spanish guy who who kind of uh, uh, yeah he. He has the idea, the design, and then uh, he makes parts in Germany and Switzerland, and they all come together. I I don't know where they're assembled. I don't know if it's in Swiss I or think Germany it could be in or Barcelona. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, maybe Spain. And uh, basically, he's uh, he's he's taking you know uh, people who make great cases and people who make great dials and people and just he he comes up with the design. And he makes them, and 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 they're very good value. And he's selling them because I think maybe he doesn't have a proper business for it, you know, like a brand with people working for it. So, so he can allow himself to have a, a very low margin. It's kind of a side business. Hang on, I'm gonna hang on. I gotta open my third wicker. The movement's very sec. simple, but it's um it's done in a kind of interesting way, which I can appreciate. Yeah. The movement's a basic techno time, but it's decorated nicely. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I like it. But I've just been waiting to sort of see the longevity of it because I'm not sure um, how they're going, but I would like to, I would like to order one. I wanted to talk to the guy actually about getting a, a limited edition, like a series, a small series, and make it, uh, you know, a proper. I think that they could have could have a few printed dials. I think I wanted a proper gear share with a small, you know, limited edition for some friends, um, and much more expensive. Well, more expensive basically, but it is a nice base watch, really. Oh, you know, I think it's 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 someone that should come on the show. It would be interesting to to find out really because it's kind of a mystery around this this guy and this brown, you know, this Spanish guy making watches. That would be quite an interesting story for. For Roman or for defining time, yeah, for Anthony yeah, or Roman. For defining time, yeah, that would be a great idea because I had the same. Uh, I did exactly the same thing as Europe a few months back, and and kind of a uh, kind of saw uh, the watches uh, because I was reading the article on Monochrome, and um, and then I and 
And, and then I dug into it and I thought it was really a very interesting take and the design is different and the, and, and, and the finish on the movement is really, really nice. Yeah, he, he says expected delivery March, April. May, whether that's all been pushed back now because of the, you know, the, 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 the COVID thing or not, I, I wanted to see him. That was the top of my list you know, to, for guys to see at Baselworld, but obviously that didn't happen. So, <laughs> but I do like it and, and I love a salmon dial and that salmon dial one even looks really nice, but I wanted to sort of a, it's really, it's such what a... What do you think about other things in the same price range? Oh, it's that? crazy. Yeah. You're not getting anything close to that. Nothing close to that at all. Um, it, it is made to look more expensive than it is, both back and front, yeah. obviously. But um, I think if you could just put a Guilloche dial on that, that'd be a sensational watch for, for you know for two or three grand more. Even it, it'd be so nice. So that's that's been on my radar for a little while, and I, I want to talk to the guy. I might, I'm motivated. I don't know why that popped into my head. I need to actually give him a call. But you know that's a problem, Benoit. When you when you you know what it's like, and you go to Baselworld every year, and then all of a sudden you don't go, and I, well, I just lose contact with all these guys, especially being so far away here now. At least you can just pop over the border. Who do you know at um AP? Do you know some a few guys at AP then in different workshops? Oh, I I I know some guys who work there. I I know one who's been in the who was working in in Betancon. There's the the service après vente. How do you say yes, it in English? Yep, yep for France. Yep, yeah. uh, after sales <clears throat> yeah. service. Yep. Yeah, so I know guys Save. there and. Uh, yeah, the Sav. And uh, the I know there? a guy, I don't know. I'm not into the watch business that much. I just know some uh, some guys because uh, we meet through work or, or other. But no, I had, um, I know I know a guy who works in uh, in Audemars Piguet and he works on the movements. I know he's just one of the employees. Um, that's it. And uh, but the, no, the one I know who is, let's say, the most... Uh, Higher up is the one who is at Bulgari now. He used to be at Brege, and uh, he used to 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 tell me incredible stories that for the Baselworld shows, they make watches with diamonds and sapphires and rubies, and uh, and then when they come back from Baselworld, they they take off all the all the stones to be able to sell <laughs> yeah. the watch, because <laughs> so so they unset the oh. stones. And then, yeah, yeah no, truth. Just pop, what? So, just unset it and then what? Polish it so it's all. No, they put a different case on it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They case. change the case and and they unset the stones because because they because they make like ten watches with the stones and they only sell five, so then they unset the others and recase them and sell them like twenty thousand euros less or you know. And now you know it's uh, well, when you think about it, gosh, it's, it's it's all for the show, you know, it's all for the show. Oh, absolutely, and that's so. Yeah, it's it's kind of true. I, I mean, that doesn't sound. I mean, it sounds logical to me because I've seen it before. But I just think it's things I forget about basically. But it's true. The the general public they don't really hear about it much, but the stuff that goes on before and during and after the shows. It's just a whole new, it's a parallel universe. I love when people outside of the industry know more stuff than I do, though. That's great. It makes me feel <laughs> yes. so special as an employee when other people are yeah. telling me stuff. <laughs> I've actually ne- never been to Basel World or to to what's it, Watches and Wonders, or you know the SCIHH, because uh, I because I've got other stuff to do, and I'm not in the watch business, so so you know I, I I'm I'm. Uh, I'm I'm still on the consumer end. But you're coming to Robfest, right? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> when well, well, Robfest yeah. happens. Yeah. 
And and I hope to be able to buy some wakashanki. <laughs> so, no, you'll be you'll be giving it away by the by the pallet at Robfest. Oh, great! A fountain, <laughs> like a champagne fountain with wakashanki. Yeah. But that aside, um, we'll have to catch up anyway. You're not far from Geneva, right? I mean, we can catch up anyway next time we're back there for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm. I was actually uh, planning to to go to Perth in uh, February. What? Uh, why? 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 Well, because. Why not? Yes, because we here. because we went to Sydney two years ago and we had a great holiday there, and I have uh, my stepsister who lives in Sydney, who 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 now has the Australian uh, Australian uh, nationality and uh, you know, well she's Australian now basically, and uh, so we wanted to go back so we planned holidays for February two thousand twenty one. And we thought instead of going back to Sydney, then we'd all meet in Perth and have a road trip. So it was planned. So I would gladly come uh, to see the Geneva Blue Boutique and meet Rob and have a walk with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't Geneva know. Blue Boutique is a, it's a shed and also <laughs> yeah. a public toilet. It's, no, it's got two and... wheels. The Geneva Blue Boutique. And a... <laughs> And uh, yeah. but but because of COVID, I I don't know if we'll be able to to go. Yeah, so it's true. still on hold at the moment because you can't have flights, you can't book mm. flights, you can't do anything. So maybe it will be. And if it isn't in 2021, it will be at another time, maybe the year after that. But we will be coming to Perth, whatever happens, because we have that road trip in mind. I like how you're going to go to Perth. You're going to go to Perth to see Rob. I, I was the one that spoke to you first. <laughs> Rob, I introduced you to Rob. You're my friend. You're not Rob's friend. You're going to go and see him. That's uh, fucked up. Alex, Alex is, is proud of having got someone on the web, the podcast after my 15 people and the next 15. Alex has got one to come on. So he's all happy, you know? So you got to make him You got to make him feel loved. Make me feel special. <laughs> well, Benoit was actually one of the... How, how long have we been speaking for? Not that long, maybe uh, six months? Yeah, that long? yeah maybe. Well, uh, yeah. Well, since the start of the website, I think. I think... Uh, well, like, you know, maybe two or three months into the website, probably. Yeah, but I remember you you were one of the first people, along with um, Stuart Watch Brosophist, that I would speak to a lot, and it would be, yeah, it'd be like one o'clock in the morning, and I'd be like, still speaking to the, I'm still speaking to this guy that I don't know on the internet. And I remember when all the, um, the, 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 the COVID stuff happened, and I had, and Actually, before Rob came over to, to Melbourne and we did that show where I was predicting just the, the melting and the downfall of everything, and I was speaking to you one night and you're like, Alex, it's okay. It's, keep calm. Keep calm. It's going to be fine. <laughs> like Everything's going to be fine. Like I know people in Switzerland. I know people in the watch industry. It's going to be fine. So do you still stick by that that prediction, Benoit, that everything's going to be fine? Yeah, a lot. I got a lot of things wrong. <laughs> I got a lot of things wrong, like many people. I think you know, I was wrong on so many things. But I, I always think in a very long-term scale, and I'm pretty sure in the long-term scale, the you know the the big brands will still be there. The the machine will keep going, maybe in a slightly different manner. But uh, um, the 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 Swiss have. Uh, a very, um, how do you say, um, uh, they are very flexible meaning in work. I mean, meaning that they can just, like the USA, they can fire employees and, and like uh, stay low for a while and then just shoot back up. So so I'm not really worried about, uh, about the Swiss watch industry. I think 
like I said, at the time, some micro brands will probably have a lot of trouble because, uh, because uh, you know, because they'll have, uh, you know, probably some micro brands sell more to the Asian market or sell more to the USA or sell more to Europe and, uh, and they'll have a, a big slow in sales. But I, I doubt there'll be major... No major mishaps in the in the big watch industry. Uh, they've got a lot of got a lot of cash reserves. Most of these brands, especially when you talk about the very big ones, and they have and they have very clever management. You know, and they can yeah they can they can just chug through. They'll just scale back a bit and and they are used to it because uh, they they initially had the knowledge. They initially had the you know uh, the craftsmanship. And uh, every time there was a crisis, and there has been many, um, they they always managed to to keep that craftsmanship, to keep the the the, uh, the quality, and uh, just just lower down for a while, and then just gradually come back into place. And uh, I I remember the I met a guy who makes um, who makes uh, wooden uh, micro marquetry. It's uh, like you know, like like wooden dials. If you see, From there was dials, a, okay. yep. yeah, there, there was a Patek Philippe exhibition in New York two years ago, I think, where with the with the Indian uh, North American themed uh, wooden dials, and and he makes them, and he lives and works just the village next to mine, and uh, he's the he's there are only two people in in the world who make these dials for for Chopin for. There's him and there's the apprentice he formed years ago who works in Switzerland. And, 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 and basically, he uh, used to work for a, for a Swiss watch company who, who worked for different brands. So he made dials for, for I think it was, uh, you know, uh, the Panther for uh, Cartier, I think. And, yeah, and uh, he made also the Atmos clocks for Gégérard Lecours, all in wood. And uh, and he made dials for Patek Philippe, and then Patek Philippe just hired him. And uh, Patek Philippe have all these guys who are like him, who are very strong uh, in a very specific technical artistic f- um, field. And basically, they just keep them working, keep them at work. And uh, you know, there's a there'll be twenty years where no one will want a wooden dial. So they just <laughs> let, let him work, and they'll just all stock it in in safes at Patek Philippe, and then for ten years it's going to be the thing, the wooden dials. So they'll just sell lots of watches with wooden dials, and he'll and he'll just still be working like he did always, and then that thing's going going to stop, and and they'll still keep him. So they have that um, that long term vision and uh, strategic and, and that power, yeah, and. And that power to keep all these crafts growing, even if there's no market for it. it you no, know, if there's no market for animal dials, they'll still make them and stock them and keep the people working on on them, so that when it comes uh, again into fashion, they'll be the only ones who know how to make it. So I'm not worried about the Swiss watch high-end watch. In- I remember that's what you said that time when I was like, every, I was like Benoit, everything is fucked. We're all we're all dead <laughs> within about three weeks' time. You're like, Alex, it's okay. There's a guy making a dial of wood, and he just does three a year, and he is going to be employed for the next twenty years. And they're keeping everything in an underground bunker in in the Swiss Alps. It's going to be yeah, fun. but that's and it. I was like, well, I can't really argue with that. That's pretty much how it is, yeah. And that's why I remember when the 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 uh, discussion with 
Shabiho, uh, what's his name, uh, Alex, with, with 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 Anthony and those guys, um, Drummond. You know, when he was talking about people storing away um, the gear yeah, charge machines. machines, I mean, that's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. I could see his point of view, but it's not necessary. It's not just the brand just putting them away so no one else can have them. It's the brands putting them away because they're going to use them and they will use. They think they think so far ahead. These brands, of and course, have the, of course, they have the budgets to do that. That they will buy up because they, they know they're the going to use them one day. Have them made as well. No. No, 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 no. They, they oh. want they they want to use for their marketing. They want to have a certain amount of these. Breguet put put one of these machines in every one of their big, you know, their own boutiques. So you know they have to have a fair number of the things. And okay, there is a there's a bit of it where there's a bit of um, hard feeling, and people think, oh, it's just, it sucks because they just it's you know we can't have it because they're putting them away. But they're not putting them away just to so they can't have them. They're putting them away to use them eventually. They're strategic. Mm. They're str- there's a little bit of that. But the st- the strategy behind it all is 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 very very long term, really long. That term. is exactly it. That is exactly how they work, and that's how I've been told by the people who I've talked. Oh, I've worked with these guys. Inside. I've worked with these guys. You know, they're, 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 it's it's nuts. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it's and people look at that from the outside, and they it's a bit like the whole thing about the Swiss, you know, during the war and stuff, and people disagree or agree what they did, but they were doing stuff. Okay, it was in their own interest, but they were very clever about it, and you know it worked. It works, and they 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 they're good at this, the the think the, the long term thinking basically. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm not defending them or thinking you know saying that they're they're they did the right way. But as far as the watch companies go, they think ahead, and so they don't get caught out. That's what Zenith Zenith got caught out, and if they hadn't been for the old guy putting the putting the machines away, they would have been stuffed with the El Primero, but they didn't. They weren't because there was guys like that. And there's guys like him all over the place in all these different brands doing stuff, you know, long-term thinking. And, 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 and once you know the Swiss and you, you understand how, how the Swiss mind works, you totally, under, you totally understand all this. It's, it's, it just falls into sense. Into place. Thank you, thank you for saying that. That that's exactly what I. You can't you can't yeah, explain right. that to people. It's something you can't no, explain to people. You can't explain it. You have to go over the Jura, have a <laughs> have a ten euro drink, you know, ten Swiss francs coffee or whatever, and just and just beer meet and people. Grenadine. Have you ever had yeah. a beer and grenadine, Benoit? Yeah, yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You know, that's just basic. <laughs> no, but you have to understand. I have, a, you know, I, I know if we have time. Oh, yeah, we're not even at two hours, so uh, plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just to understand the Swiss mentality. When I was knee deep in the vintage watches buying and reselling and uh, you know uh, repairing with watchmakers, I um I had a uh, I sourced a. Uh, an old fucked up Gégère Lecourt military three-hander. That's a technical term. Yeah, all, 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 all fucked up. And uh, and my stepdad had an old had an old Memovox, you know, the Memovox from the 70s with a rounded mm-hmm. case, big rounded case. And, yeah, and it was yeah. also it was also all fucked up. And uh, he told me, well, you know, can you do something about it? You know, it, it was the watch I had when I was a kid too. So I said, well, look, you know, I have this other Gégère Lecourt. I'll, I'll, I'll drive the one-hour to Le Sentier, and I'll bring both watches to, to Gégère Lecourt, and they'll have them expertise and, uh, yep. and uh, you know, make uh, tell me it would cost so much to, to have them back. And basically, Gégère Lecourt, if you bring them the watches, they send it back free to you if you don't uh, do the work. They send it back free. 
So I thought, well, I'll just go. So I so I went to Le Sentier, had a glass with a nice lady in the in the salon at Gégère Le Coutre, Le Sentier. And I gave them the to watch it and I waited for the for you know for the for the prices they would charge if we if, if I wanted them restored. Um, <clears throat> because my usual watchmakers couldn't, it was uh, you know too too fucked up, and um, <laughs> and uh, basically the two wrecks it it would cost roughly two thousand five hundred francs to to get them running again in a in a correct manner, and uh, so I said no because it wasn't worth worth uh, worth the money, so they so they sent it back to me, so they sent it back, and. You know, it's the Swiss, and that's where you understand how the Swiss work. They declared for each watch 2,500 francs in value for two wrecks. Two wrecks who, you know, they, they're not even worth, you know, 200 euros each, maybe, you know. This, 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 and they declared 2,500 Swiss francs in value. And I got nearly 1,000 euros in taxes just for them to send it back one hour away from the manufacturer. And, and, I, and I phoned them and I, and I told them, I said, look, what, what have you done? You know, you declared two wrecks who are going to go on eBay and, uh, you know, bring me maybe 500 euros. And you declared them like 5,000 euros <laughs> worth of, uh, of, of watches. And, you know, it's, it's worth nothing, you know. <laughs> so, so that cost me a lot of, 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 of money. But, but that's how the Swiss work. And you just... Just can't you just can't bend around it, so you just have to be careful and uh, and then you understand why why they keep all this stuff. You know, it's it's very it's a very different way of thinking. I liked when uh, Rob, you were on that radio show recently. Oh, was I? What was it? Steam one hundred and eight or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Queensland, yeah. um, and the guy said, <laughs> "This is why I love you so much." The guy said, "Why are Swiss watches the best?" And you said. Because they're really good at marketing, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was such a kick in the balls to the Swiss watch oh, industry. Yeah, it was beautiful because people that are listening to that, just general, that was just like regular radio, right? Just the general public listening, and they're asking like, why? why? And this guy is saying like, why are Swiss watches so good? And you say because they're really good at marketing. I thought, and and there was no further explanation after that. <laughs> that was it. Well, there might have been, but it was all edited. It was all shortened down. That's the thing. Ah, so, okay. But it was okay. It came out, yeah, I, I realized that when I listened to it as well. It's like, mm, okay, well, yeah, but that's kind of true. I mean, they're very strong at a lot of things. The Swiss are very good. I mean, it's a bit like, I mean, in, in Europe, they have this whole system where they learn things. The only, the only way I can put it is they learn things properly. They have an apprenticeship to be a shop person. They have an apprenticeship to be a banker. They have an apprenticeship. You know, you got to do three years to do whatever. You, and it's not going to uni and just sitting in a lecture theater and taking notes and, you know, crapping on. It, it, it's doing the job for three or four or five years before you actually, you know, you're qualified. And that's how they do everything. And, and they're, they're, so they're just, you know, in a part of that, they learn all about the culture. They learn all about languages. They learn all about, there's all different stuff. Plus the actual f- technical for example, for watchmaking, there's the technical part, there's the theory part. And then there's the guys that I was in the workshop with that ordered my pig gear, the young guys doing the actual apprenticeships, they did what I did, which was the theory and the, the, the practice of watchmaking. They did general culture for the country. They did languages. They did, you know, it's like us doing English in high school, plus our, plus our technical stuff. They just go into everything so deeply. And it's not just Switzerland, it's different countries. In, I'm sure France have a similar sort of thing. 
their culture is so much deeper than ours that they spend a lot of time on that. And they just, you know, <laughs> they're well read. They're, they do stuff um, long term. They do, they, they, they have this, that's what I have the quality and you know, quality about it, different things, because they they take it so seriously. Yeah. And then they take a lunch break and they take that seriously. You have an hour and a half for lunch. You know, they, they, don't, they don't rush anything. It, it's, it's brilliant. Oh, well, you know, an hour minimum. I mean, you know, that's, 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 that's lunch. You've got to take it out a glass of wine with your steak. You can't just have a sandwich and a, and a scoffed out of Coke. You know, you've got to have it properly. You've got to sit oh, down. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Not a Coke. <laughs> the French are even more Sorry. so like that. They're, they're great at <laughs> the food and wine. It's brilliant. <laughs> anyway. I was just going to say, Benoit, before we start wrapping stuff up. We wrap up already. What's your... What's your complete? The guy's starving to death. He's, he's only had like three baguettes today or something. Oh, um, fuck off. <laughs> um, what's your complaint about is not having enough vintage chat? You said it's too much industry chat, right? No, I, I, I didn't say there was too much industry or independent. I say there wasn't enough vintage. Okay, so what, what, what kind of vintage chat should we have on the, on the podcast? I have no idea because I because I <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not a podcaster. <laughs> no, but uh, no, we are neither are we. <laughs> no, just uh, yeah. no. Uh, the way the podcast is focused around mostly the community and uh, um, and you know people uh, who are in the community, even if they're watchmakers, even if they're in the industry, uh, you know, just have some uh, some some vintage watch uh, geeks and collectors, you know, and people who are into that. That that would be interesting. That's that's the thing I, I was thinking was maybe, you know, was less um, was less uh, in the presented. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the thing. You like vintage stuff, Rob, and I, I like vintage stuff. But normally, because I work in the industry, when I come on, I just have all this rage built up inside <laughs> me. <laughs> and I'm like, I do not give a fuck about anything other than writing the wrongs of the industry. So I think we can def I think we should definitely look at talking more about vintage stuff. Yes. In the future. I know Anthony's not into vintage stuff. Vinny's not really into Vin vintage Vinny's stuff. Vinny's getting into it. I mean I'm not the problem is yeah, I I'm I'm not I love it. But and I've got a small watches, but that doesn't mean to say You're I'm not into super it. Knowledgeable, well yeah. no, I'm not super knowledgeable about anything. But with vintage stuff, you know, they're talking about references and stuff. You know, if, if Roman was into vintage stuff, which, you know, he's read all the books and stuff, but I mean, uh, you need someone like that, but who's into their vintage stuff without going into the nitty gritty of certain references and yeah. everything else. I think you well, it's, too see, for example, I don't know reference numbers. It's a pain for me. I just, uh, I, I can't remember them and I can't be asked because it's not interesting to me to know the reference number of a watch. I just want to know what watch it is, what it's where it's been, who's had it. You know, that's interesting for me. Well, what's the history behind? Why it's uh, why why it is that way? You know, and uh, not not just uh, clicking this reference because the underline beneath the E is 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 you know. <laughs> I think the idea that just because you know reference numbers means you're an expert on it is is kind of played out a bit. I don't think that should be a a thing anymore because this doesn't really mean anything i'm no expert you know i know what i know and i don't know so many things and i'm still learning every day i learn things and 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 listening to you guys i learn a lot of things and 
that's Seriously? what's interesting. It's just, it's just, yeah. Well, well, how to drink you, badly. When I say you guys, I, I, oh, no, it's, uh, it's, okay. You're not it's talking everyone. about us specifically. <laughs> not just, just why, you why does nobody learn from us? That's what people always say. They're like, I, I listen to Roman and Anthony, and like, I, I expands my mind, and I listen to Rob and Alex, and not so much, but have a nice time, and that's the main thing. No, I, I really loved that first episode with Rob when he was talking about when he was at Audemars Piguet and, uh, and he was talking about Anglage and stuff. That's what I learned lots of stuff. You know, no, we do learn things, even with you, Alex, even with you. Even with Alex, yeah. I've never been so insulted in my entire life. Well, no, oh, with the baguettes, was, it's, that... it's one on each side the with the baguettes. Yeah, get back to your baguettes and your onions. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's, yeah, that first episode with Rob, it was... I, I remember you messaging me after you listened to that, and you're like, I could... You said it, you're like, I could just listen to him oh, come on. forever and ever, right? You said that. I could yeah. listen well, to him for hours. That's why I was worried about not having any more content. We used it all up in the first two hours of the, the show, basically. <laughs> Um, you said you got it all wrong in the first episode anyway. You were saying uh, it wasn't, wasn't centimeters or inches. It was actually millimeters uh, yeah. and this. Yeah. Well, so. because I hadn't drunk it. Hang on. I just about opened my fourth bucket of changing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was, I mean, that's the thing. You go on a, a path or that career, whatever. There's lots of little side things we didn't take. But I mean, yeah, we could, you can talk about stuff, but you don't want to bore people either. You don't want to get too technical and just bore people. Bore, bore. It's on you. Right, Benoit. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you can't get too you can't get too into depth. Um, sorry, hang on. Too much mousse. No. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, a, she's foaming. This one's foaming. My goodness, what's going on? Um, but I think we can. That's a good point with the vintage because I, I there's a lot of um, you know little vintage brands which are not that expensive. You don't have to talk about a vintage Rolex and Tudor. You can talk about yeah. there's so many in the, the French brands that we've been mentioning before, some British brands, the, the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, so that's... that's uh, you taking notes here, Alex? Because I'm not taking notes. Well, so actually, I've... you know what? When I was doing... I, I messaged Dirk today and said about how I had to bin his the episode. So... Ben, what we did, we recorded this episode with one of Rob's friends um, who's Wheels and Watches on Instagram. And he kept... He got this... He got disconnected from the internet about how many times would you say wrong? Twenty times, I don't know. Twenty twenty times. <laughs> and then every time he came back on, he couldn't hear Rob, so then Rob would have to hang up. So by the <laughs> end of the podcast, I had about sixty different audio clips from oh. the podcast that I then had to put together like some kind of fucked up audio jigsaw puzzle. And it was just Sorry. so <laughs> After. like, yeah, it was it last night. I decided I was like, I just yeah. can't, I can't do this. Sorry. Anymore. I'd, I'd, I'd spent hours and hours, I'd spent like, must've been more than 60 hours. I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, uh, trying to edit this thing for fucking months. I, 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 after, after four whack of Chang, it's just sounding really funny, but I know it's not funny, but I've got to, I'm going to have breakfast with Dirk tomorrow. I'm going to tell him, you know, like, if, don't edit this out. He's going to be listening. No, no, He's I going messaged, to say, "No, I messaged." I'm, I no, told no, no, him no, yesterday no. anyway. Yeah, but, but I, was, I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I was, I was lying in bed last night editing, and I, I only last night. When did we record that one? Uh, weeks and weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so eventually, last night, I finally got all the audio lined up, so it was in just everything was in the correct order. But I still had 
all the breaks in between where we were talking shit and like yeah, Rob okay. can and Dirk's like, can I hear you? I can't hear you, Rob. And then Dirk, uh, Rob <laughs> would have to hang up and come back. And I just totally, uh, I was ready just to blow my fucking head off. It was that, <laughs> it was that bad. Why did I even bring this up in the first place? Well, because Dirk is into his vintage watches, and I think we could yes, get actually, some, that's it, yeah, right. some valuable so when I, content. When I was listening, yeah, when I was listening to the the podcast when I was editing it, there was lots of good points for talking about vintage and how. I can just, when I see quality vintage stuff, and even if I don't know the brand, just when I look at it, I can t- you can tell if it's something that was quality at the time or not. And just because the brand isn't around now doesn't mean that it wasn't well made at the time. I guess that's the, the, the vintage message for me. Of course. There's also a very interesting stories always with vintage watches, and that's fun. Is Rob gone again? Rob? <laughs> no. No, sorry, I was here. I was just, I, was, I my bottle fell over, and I was almost drowning, flooding myself again. But I mean, it's all oh good. Oh my god! <laughs> Each podcast, a glass explodes or a bottle falls oh, over. That was <laughs> unbelievable. The glass exploding didn't happen this time. Do you record on a fitness balloon? You know, you have the computer on a fitness <laughs> balloon with the glasses and, <laughs> and it's no, it, falling everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. A... It's just the image I got. <laughs> I was going to um, Google that for the, the IKEA glasses, whether there was other people that could. We had two that have exploded out of about a dozen glasses, so I'm going to take them all back, basically. But anyway, I, we digress. My vintage, good point. We'll have to get onto that more. I, I, I love my vintage. Alex loves it. We, we can find guys who are vintage collectors, obviously. Um, that's something we really need to focus a bit more on, or you know, do a show or two on them, basically. What else, Benoit? Anything else that we could we could improve? Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm <Perfect>. good. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm, I'm having you know, fun, so it's okay. <laughs> we, we need to do a show in French, right? We promise me we'll we'll, yeah. we'll come back and uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, my you French is not great. Show in French straight away, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Come, 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 I was like, come on. I was like, you do one show. Like, I'm your friend. Don't forget, I'm your friend first. You can come on, do a show, and then after that, you can run away with Rob and have this wonderful French romance together and do all the podcasts you want. Oh dear, <laughs> one first and do one show. Yeah, you. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see exactly. Cool. What else? We're getting almost. I guess it's almost wrap up time. Um, I've just done. I'm yeah. only, just cracked my last like a chingy. I'm going to finish this before we finish. I reckon. Instagram. Who's our our recommendations? Benway, you got someone nice for us to follow? Yeah, I yeah, I was thinking about uh, a few people, and then yesterday I discovered a new account which I didn't know, and which is uh, it's so it it always amazes me when I discover someone who's been on Instagram who has several thousand followers and I just didn't know about him. The the name is Lotus Forachi, so Lotus like a lotus, L O T U S, and Foras F O R R A C E, all attached. And this basically it's a, a vintage a vintage watch guy, and um, perfect. He takes he takes amazing photos. I don't know how he does it. Probably a lot of uh, a lot of um, focus stacking. But the, the neatness is, is amazing and he has awesome and he does like layouts and stuff. And uh, I just really like the pieces and the accounts and the, the vintage watches are amazing. And uh, just discovered it yesterday and scrolled through and I thought it could be interesting. So I'm sharing that one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool pictures. They're yeah. Beautiful. Great pictures. Yeah. Oh, he's really got that really cool middle with the the color rings. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, he has great watches and a very interesting photo, which you don't really see otherwise, I find. So very clinical, but um, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Mido are doing a reissue of that? Are they? Oh, no. I maybe shouldn't have. I maybe, wait a minute. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Whoops. I might have to edit this out. I might have to check with someone. <laughs> That, that's interesting. This is the Actually. one thing anyone's ever told me from work. Yeah, they've got a reissue of that coming out. Nice. It's supposed to be quite cool. Which okay. is like one of the only vintage Midos that... Actually, the Commander, I kind of like the old Commander that had the the one-piece case and, and stuff like that. But this this one's is very cool. The Power power Wind or whatever it's called. I don't remember. Um, sorry, I was drinking. Um but I know there are some been some really cool old medals you see around, but I, I forgot what they are because I'm, I'm not looking at Well, know. that one with the color ring is super rare, yes. if I remember rightly, like incredibly rare. Really? It's kind of yeah. the, the colors as well. The colors of, you know, you don't see that. You don't see that combo. And that's probably why. It's kind of, kind of a weird, <laughs> weird combination of colors. Yeah, uh, very really strange. Nice yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Strange is good. Strange is good. Um, okay, Rob, who have you got? I don't know. Um, let me, where's my list? Um, just ticking along. Have we had him before? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't keep track of these things. Oh, I don't either. Anthony keeps track. <laughs> Anthony's got a spreadsheet for all this shit. Yeah, but not with ours. He don't, does his own. No, I know. I remember Cheeky going bugger. in and I was like, Anthony said I'll finish the spreadsheet. And then I went in and I was like, he hasn't done any of my work. <laughs> Lazy bastard. Hang on. Now I've got to follow him. And then um, just ticking along. Um, and now let me, I'm going to look him up again now because... No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just discovering uh, the account. I, I wasn't following him, so so he's, he's being followed now. Yeah, he has some cool watches. I th- he may be in, in, Fran- in, Fran- in France. In France. In France. Yeah, he's got a cool dog, too. No, Perth, he says. Perth. Ah, it says Perth. On, Maybe I know Perth. him. <laughs> 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 I probably know who he is, but I just can't think of it right now because I've had four wacker tangies. next door neighbor. Like, morning, Rob. <laughs> You're like, hey. <laughs> they, anyway, they even make him. enamel together, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably, yeah, probably someone. I mean, look, to follow another Perth guy. Go and see just ticking. I don't know. Wait, wait. Oh, hang on. If I could look at these photos carefully, I could probably tell you who it is, but uh, but I'm not. I'm not in that sort of mood right now. Um, I'm just trying to finish my fourth whacker. <laughs> whacker Changi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And who's yours, Mister, um, Mister, 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 Mister Watch Regulator? Um, I'm going for something a bit different. It's still an uh, Instagram account, but it is Petit Natures. Ah, <laughs> which is my good friend, not your friend, Rob. My good friend Benoit's <laughs> other Instagram account, where he takes incredibly sexy photographs of animals <laughs> oh, you can't you can't say it like that <laughs> animals, animals. Er, er, incredibly erotic pictures of no like these are some seriously <laughs> sexy but no. he doesn't have any you've got no it's just for fun really you've got no but you, you are a great photographer which I, no I, 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 I do hate that i hate that about you but we'll move on past that um you don't have any cat pictures Petit, okay, hang on, hang on. Um, petit, petit, there's no E on the end, right? Petit nature. What, what, how's, no, how, you, see, how do you say uh, Yeah, it's like petite seconde, but with nature instead of seconde. Okay. 
and and with an S at the end. Oh, I get yeah. it. Okay. That's what my wife tells uh, me. It, no, it, it, uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Go I ahead. don't have a cat's photo. That's true. Uh, I'll have to. Can you? I'll have to make a remedy of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Very sure. Cool. I, some nice chicken. Nice chicken pictures. Um, some nice birds. Just no nature, cats. basically. Oh. That's the theme. But um, well, yeah, no okay. cats because I I haven't taken pictures of any. But uh, I have trouble uh, keeping that account. Uh, you know, uh, going on because it takes a lot of time. Already the watches, so from time to, to time I'll post something, but I I don't have enough time to to do all I would like. Yeah, no, but you do, you do. I mean, that's obviously photography is a passion for you as well. I remember that that one. What was the thing you did recently where you had there was like a chicken and it was on. <laughs> uh, it was like a it was like one of those automated robot lawnmowers or something, and you had that's a it. chicken. Yes. Just, yeah, have yeah. you not seen that, Rob? No. Oh my no. god. Was that, that was just in your stories though, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh it's there are so many people who have contacted me about this story. <laughs> I just never thought it would be I I'm actually thinking about about making a short clip, a movie, you know, with different scenes with the chicken on the on I, the I think you should because I've not seen that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, because it's something you see you see it a lot more with cats actually people that have those automated robot vacuum cleaners and then it'll come somebody will do a video and then it'll come into shot and there'll just be a cat sitting on it kind of traveling around the house obviously there's some kind of residual heat that comes off the engine <laughs> or the motor and the cat's just there getting toured around the house but you had that but next level up with a chicken so yeah. the soundtrack was good too <laughs> on that story that was I want to see it. I'm, I'm feeling left out here. I want to see that it's one. Gone. Uh, yeah, it's, know, gone. it's gone. Yeah, I know, but I want to see it. Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll send you the video if you want. I'll I've seen it. a. I can see a, re, a chicken there. Is that? Is that? Oh, the poulet. Do you get the the, the poulet de breast? You go and get, <laughs> get your yeah, proper chicken. Well, well, my uh, my granddad who make uh, who makes the uh, the trouspinet for mouth. He lives oh. in Brest, so. Ooh, he lives in nice. Brest, so so yes, I know Brest, right. no problem. We've got, and I see you've got a bit of, you. you've got some uh, snow pictures. <laughs> Torgon City. When was Torgon made a city? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> look at your snow pictures of Torgon. Um, okay, <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm going to cool send account. you that video. Uh, I'm going to send you that video, Rob. I'm going to send you that video on, on Instagram of the chicken. There we go. It's sent so you can see it. Brilliant. It takes Rob about four days to get anything. Oh, come on. The internet yeah. shit. Yeah, my internet is pretty crap, I must say, but still, I reckon I'll get you, it. You do realize I am sending from France a video of a chicken on an automower <laughs> to a guy in Perth I've never met. <laughs> that's, that's why the watch community is so incredibly wonderful. Like, how great is life? Oh, here yeah, it is. Like, that's awesome. Fact, I've been mixing beer and and uh whiskey Grenadine. and and, uh, and wine but i <laughs> think it's I'm great gonna, that, that we can i better not start stuff. playing that or else my 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 zencast will drop out because i haven't got enough network enough yeah, uh, don't, 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 bandwidth don't okay rob what we got what we got to do uh get a bed <laughs> okay wait a minute Benoit, what's what's all the things we do at the end of the the, the podcast episode uh you play guitar 
<laughs> Before that, <laughs> finish my beer. Uh, okay, I uh, go and leave a review on the Fifth Wrist website. It's re- it's a lot of fun. I think I must be about uh, five reviews now. I guess. Wow, Maybe five dropped. or six. Yeah, yeah. Five, yeah. yeah. to I'm, ten, I'm, you I'm get not. to be an editor at large. If you get to ten, you're an editor. Oh, I'll try to avoid that then. <laughs> <laughs> and, to encouraging uh, people to cut to come and do it uh, follow follow the the fifth street podcast on uh on spotify on itunes on 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 whatever you want and follow uh the fifth wrist uh the fifth fifth wrist um instagram account the watch regulator the geneva blue account and um and that's it I'm hang just, on uh, how do you say geneva, yeah? geneva underscore blue underscore right Geneva and, blue oh, underscore oh. blue. <laughs> Benoit, huh. Benoit, yeah. can I just ask a question? Uh, how did you come across us um, in the first place? I mean, I mean, sorry, um, not us. The, the, the fifth wrist. I, think I messaged them. And asked I think them to yeah. Something. Yeah. I think Alex messaged me uh, to to say there was a website where we could leave reviews and all, and if I was interested, ah, and that's right. That, that's how Best it started. Friends ever since. This is back at yeah. the start when he was desperate for for, for reviewers. Okay. I'm yeah. still desperate actually because <laughs> my mum. I was speaking to my mum the other day, and she was very concerned because normally we've got about. Oh, I don't know, like 30, 30 reviews Wait that are you. sitting there. It's normally like a, a 20 to 30 day turnaround time for, for reviews. Mm. And she was speaking to me the other day and she's saying, we've only got five reviews. She's very oh. worried. So okay. if you can come and do a review just to keep my mum, like to remove the stress from her life. That's, <laughs> she already has all the stress of having me as a son. So if you come and do a review, right. she can then edit. That would be much appreciated. We can we can help out your poor wee mum. Okay, well I'll, I'll do another one as well. Okay, I promise on the weekend I'll try and do a review of something. I'll probably do another one too in uh, in future. I don't know what. I don't know when. I, they just they just come. Run out of watches. Work. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I can't, <laughs> no, I don't think. No, no, I don't think so. No, but uh, I have to get my mind to it. And once it's started, it's okay. But I just have to have the idea. Well, you do well, considering you have to, to exactly. force yourself to do it. You do, you do pretty good. You do pretty good work. What else have we got to do? Join the Slack group. Join, you can join the Slack group. Petit yeah. in there. We need more yeah, people in the fun. Slack group. Yeah, but the listeners that aren't, there's more listeners terrible. that can come in, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, and go on. No, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> go buy a Geneva Blue strap. Oh, for fun. <laughs> oh, I had to get that in before we finished. No. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I've actually been looking at, I'm going to get some straps made. Better than I'm mine. Gonna you, I'm going to, for the website. Competition. Get this. No, 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 no. I'm not, because I'm, I remember when I started the website and I was asking people like Benoit to do reviews on the site and a few people said, okay, I'll do a review on the site. But if you start selling any shit, <laughs> I want mice rights. Never fucking forgive you. So I'm gonna get some straps made up. Some, what? Some some nice straps made up. Okay. And I'm gonna give them away. We need to talk for free. For free mm-hmm. That's awesome. To because you know how Anthony has like his review of the week. So no. we're gonna do either at the very minimum, I'm gonna do a review of the month. Mm-hmm. And send a, a strap to whoever is the review of the, whoever the best review of the month is. We'll send one of these straps to them wherever they are in, Hang in the world. It's just going to be it's going to be a NATO strap, Rob. So don't stress out too much. Uh, can I sponsor it? Oh, I could send a strap. Come on, 
Anyway, okay. Maybe you can do. Maybe you can do if people get uh, two reviews of the month in a row, then you can get the <laughs> blue strap. Um, okay. Well, but yeah, I've been I've been looking at yeah straps. So we're going to be in the strap. I don't, the strap I don't game. call it the strap business, but we're going to be <laughs> strap on business some straps mm-hmm. out here. All right. To, um, sadly, Ben, why you're not you're not eligible for that because all your reviews are in the past. But anyone else who wants to come and do a review, <laughs> yeah, right. We need to branch out and do a French version of this whole thing. But yeah, anyway, what that, the uh, whole website? I, 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 everything, everything. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, yeah. no, yeah. I don't think so. Um, Cool. Okay. Anything else before we wrap then? No, just no. thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's, no, sorry. It's, it's been a pleasure. I was going to get to that. I was going to say thank you uh. very much for coming on and everything. But um, <laughs> now you've said that, we'll, we'll just seg- segue right into that. Thanks for It's been awesome. That's really been really cool. It's great to talk to someone who, from over the, from, from over the pond, over the sea, uh, over, overseas, where, especially where, I mean, I don't know, I'm sorry, Alex, but this is so familiar with me, where Benoit lives, where, he, you know, the whole the whole area, where he's been, what he's done. Um, it just sounds, it's brilliant talking to someone. And I'm really keen to do a French one, Benoit. We'll have to come back here and, um, yeah. yeah, do one with, with that, pleasure. Alex. With pleasure, with pleasure. Avec plaisir, well, parfait. Think... Bon, là, on va faire... Uh, we're we're going to come back on YouTube as well. <laughs> we're going to start, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a YouTube as well. I might, I might dodgy little YouTube channel. It'll probably grow my listenership 50 times I if I can get it. all the French guys in. And I doubt it too. But anyway. I, I think the most exciting thing for me is that many, many months ago, I asked some guy to review a watch on the website and we've been speaking since then. And then he became one of our top fans of the podcast. Yeah. And now he's on the podcast. It's just, it, I think it just shows what a cool community exactly. we have. Not to be too much of a, a bloody hippie here, but no, it's, I think it's just like a really cool thing. And it's great. I really appreciate the support Ben was given me and us. Like, you've always, oh, shut up, Rob. <laughs> he always comes and he's like, Alex, I've, I've, I've left on a review and he always does really cool stuff and writes cool stuff. And he just, sometimes he just messages me for a chat, which is that's really beautiful. nice as well. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's what I really like about the community and all the people you meet and just, you know, just have a chat and talk about the hobby and uh, and just share passion. That's, a, that's the best thing. 100%. Brilliant. Okay. Awesome. Well, look, we will definitely catch okay. up next time either of us are in Geneva. I'm going to take Alex next time. Of course. Of course. Um, many drinks will be had and um yeah thanks for coming this time it's been awesome great to meet you virtually and uh what else alex <laughs> come on come on help. stay on time stay on time stay on time fifth wrist is by the community for the community we would love you to join the crew via our group chat on slack Email us at contact at fifthwrist.com and join the movement.